Future Self Podcast, Episode 29. Be inspired by people, but make sure to kind of stay in your own lane and try and stay as true to yourself as you can. That will help you to create amazing content. And then it's actually so fulfilling that you're doing what's true to yourself. This is the Future Self Podcast. He's your host, Robert Ingalls. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to episode 29 of the Future Self Podcast, your resource for knowledge, insight, and inspiration. You know, I should totally start a podcast. If you have ever said those words, then you are in the right place. I am teaming up with Advent Coworking to bring you Advent Podcast University, Charlotte's first comprehensive podcasting course designed to take you from your idea that you have right now to being on iTunes in four short weeks. Now, whether you're a hobbyist or you're ready to create a business and a brand around your podcast, this course provides you with the tools to bring your unique vision to life. Even if you're still trying to nail down that perfect podcast idea, we have you covered there too. So if you're ready to take your idea and get it on iTunes, go to yourpod.pro to sign up for details. Yourpod.pro. All right, let's jump into today's show. This week, I sat down with Tessa Machen. Tessa is an artist, model, lifestyle blogger, and her Instagram game is on point. We dove into how she made the decision to become the brand, the struggles she faced along the way, and what you can start doing today to build a successful brand yourself. All right, let's jump into it. All right, so we're on the record. Are we live? We are. All right. Hello, Instagram. Nobody's on yet, but... Uh, but the, for the people... So does Instagram work like Facebook Live? Can people go back and watch it later? They can, so you can save it. Cool. So yeah, I'll All definitely right. save it. So you're with us on the Future Self Podcast with Tessa Machen. Am I saying that right? You are. Look at that. Yes. I did my homework too because I was like, That's I don't really know if good. I know exactly how to say that name. So I was like, someone says it somewhere. Yeah, most people like say machine or machin <laughs> or so. Yeah, I, somewhere on your YouTube channel, somebody says oh, your okay. name on your YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm actually uploading, um, so I recorded some workout videos, so um, I actually linked that to my website, um, but those are old, Um, but yeah, I used to do a a series where I used to interview people all around the world, and that was, that's what that's from, so there's people from like Turkey and all that on there, yeah. So what was the point of that show? Um, So it was a really good um, way to network. But um, I was just like really inspired to find out uh, about people's businesses and working together. So there was actually a, um, I was doing letterpress because I'm an artist. Um, so I was making wedding invitations. And so I connected with a um, wedding, um, wedding planner in Paris. And so I interviewed him and then we ended up working together and I would design wedding invitations um, for his clients. So nice. That's yeah, cool. it was a great networking tool. So how did you get into that? Like what, what was going on that made that an opportunity that you were like, I should do this? Yeah. Um, I'm very inquisitive and always like wanting to like, Hey, can we just meet for coffee or can I learn about your business or whatever? So, um, I think I was just like in a period of time where I was really trying to like soak up as much knowledge as I could. Um, and I'm still like that. Um, so that's why one of the reasons why I want to do the podcast is because I want to do the same type of interviews, but just on a different platform. Nice. I like that. So I, I did a little digging around before the interview and, you know, you're, you got your fingers in a lot of pies. I do. Artist, model, actress, blogger, and soon to be podcaster too, yes. right? Uh, so what 
where did all this start? Was there a plan, you know, 15 years ago? Like what was your, what were you, what was Tessa Machen going to do 15 years ago? What was, what was the idea? Yeah. So, um, when I was in college, I originally wanted to do fashion design, um, cause I'm very artistic. Um, so I, um, wanted to go to SCAD, um, which was in Savannah and, um, Unfortunately, parents did not have the money, um, so I ended up going to Savannah State, and I worked four jobs in school, uh, and I went to school at, in the morning and at night. Um, I started my own cleaning business, so nice. I cleaned houses. I like the hustle. Yeah, I called it Cinderella's Cleaning Services. <laughs> yeah, so I did that. So did you have employees? Um, I didn't. Just I did you? it all on my own. Man. So I was able to like study and all right, that. Sure. So, Things kind of went, you know, a different way. Um, but I feel like for a few years there, it was kind of like a survival mode. Um, and then I got into, um, I worked for Palm Beach Tan. I was actually cleaning beds for them. So I was like, please give me some sort of break. I can wear like normal clothes. I can be around girls. So I started there and I worked my way up, my way up as a um, store manager. And that's when I realized I was really good at sales. And so then um, I got promoted to the one here in Charlotte. Um, we were number six in the nation, and then we got it to number one. So we would sell over $30,000 worth of retail. Um, and I had you know a bunch of employees and trained them as well. Then I got into staffing. I'm not sure how that happened, <laughs> but I feel like it's all, now that I'm looking back, it's all happened for a reason. You're right. I, I absolutely believe that. I, uh, I know my listeners have probably heard this already over the past few weeks, but I read The Alchemist, uh, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Have you read that book? I have. I need to read it again. uh, My word. I mean, I felt like I'd already come to a lot of those conclusions on my own, but it was a a huge affirmation uh, Mm -hmm. that the universe is, in fact, conspiring to get me where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Um, Because once I found that path that that I felt like I was on, everything just started clicking and going. And then I read that book, and it felt like that was just part of it. It was an affirmation that I was going there. So that resonates with me that things just kind of started working out for you. So when you got transferred to Charlotte, was that how you made your way here? I did. Yep. So I um, came here one day with my boss at the time and I was like, yeah, I want to move. So, um, and I've been here since 2007. Nice. I came in 2008. Okay. And decided to stay. Yeah. I like it here. Yeah, me too. So you were in the staffing job and... Still in staffing. You're still in staffing Mm -hmm. now? Okay. I am. Very good. And that was my next question is, you know, you have your blog and you're looking to start your podcast and you have your, uh, your modeling career, but you're still, you still have a full-time job as well. I do. Yes. So I feel like everything's ebbed and flow. So some things have not been as busy when other things have picked up. So again, I kind of just take the, I have to be very positive. Like everything's happening the way it's supposed to happen. So um, for a while there, you know, I was booking a ton of modeling jobs. And then with modeling, there's a lot of jobs and then there's no job. So I'm like, okay, let me think of this as a way. Okay, now let me focus on something else. And when it comes back around, you just have to ebb and flow. And, you know, so it's worked out. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast not long ago with uh, Brendan Bouchard. He's an online marketer, Mm -hmm. a really famous guy. And, And he said something that stuck with me. He said, you have to embrace the struggle while it's happening. And, and he told a story just about how he was in the middle of it and, and they didn't have any money. They weren't able to pay their bills. And and he said, you know, it's so tough in that moment. He's mm-hmm. like, but having had that moment and, and forcing myself through it, I really appreciate what I have now. Yeah. He's like, and you have to embrace that struggle, which it's easy to say out loud, yeah. you know, from his position. But at the same time, you know, he came from that position where he didn't have anything at all. Absolutely. 
so I think that is important for people to understand is, you know, you hear a lot of stories and you hear from people who are successful now, who have made it, but you don't get those grimy details Absolutely. a lot where, you know, people were, you know, getting their cars repossessed and, you know, struggling to, to even hold on to their home. Oh, I, I struggled, believe me. <laughs> I used to eat out of vending machines. I drove a car that was completely smashed on the left-hand side and I would go through the projects and people would laugh at me, but... <laughs> Like I had no money. I couldn't afford a car. Um, so yeah, I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh. It gives you a lot of perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that is important for people to understand that that is the way that shit gets built. Like people don't yeah. just decide to walk out one day and, and hope for the best that you don't just walk out of your job and be like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur today and, and hope for the best. Those are the kind of people that I've seen end up back in the W2 pool really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. And I'm the same way, you know, uh, you, you jump out when you're ready. I've been podcasting for uh, well over a year and a half. And it was a long process of, uh, of getting a way where I could actually walk away from my job. But I've had to hustle and do a lot of side stuff in the meantime as well. And I think that because a lot of my listeners, I know they reach out to me and they are, they have nine to five jobs and they are, they hate them. Some of them are like, I hate it. I can't stand it for one more second. I need mm-hmm. to quit. Uh, and, you know, one of the things I always say is, well, do we have a plan yet? Mm-hmm. Because if you, you know, you, and, you know, you add up all the expenses that you have. And, and I've talked to somebody else that said the same thing the other day. You add up all the expenses that you have and you need to make sure whatever it is that you're going to do after you quit your job covers those expenses. Yeah. Because if it doesn't, you know, you're going to you're going to lose your car. Absolutely. Because you can't just hope that things are going to come together. So, you know, you're working in this consulting job. And I know you started this YouTube channel a while back that you were doing. What was there one moment in time where you decided that you were going to jump into uh, you know, kind of fashion blogging and, you know, t- take me through that, how, how that came to be. Yeah. So I started a website probably three, four years ago and I was doing all stationary. So I'm super artistic. I've just focused on painting now because otherwise it's just too much. But, um, I, and where can we see this artwork? It's on my website under, um, by Tessa. All right. Perfect. Yeah. And that's tessamachin.com. M-A-C-H-E-N. Yep. Thank you. And um, so I started working with a local boutique and like I pulled a bunch of clothing for my girlfriends because they were on the website um, with me and we took pictures. We did a whole big like production thing. That's what I I love to do. And, you know, there comes in the modeling, you know. Um, So I, you know, I think that was kind of the start of it the first time I pulled clothing and all that. Um, And then I think just as I've evolved with as a business person in in sales in my career, um, I've like learned like, okay, I can do this. I can connect the fashion, the modeling, the art, all that um, and make a business out of it. And then my goal is to, um, you know, inspire people, teach people about things that I've done all this research on um, and hopefully, you know, better their lives. And I love, you know, learning about all these new things as well. Um, So. Nice. Uh, one of the most notable things kind of when I was doing my research is, you know, is your Instagram. You built a good following. You're very active there. Uh, what what advice would you give somebody looking to break into that space? Because it seems like you're doing it very well. Thank you. Um, I, let's see, consistency. Um, it's a ton of work. There's so much that goes in behind, behind the scenes. You just see a photo, but um, so just taking your time, um, doing research. Um, I did a lot of research, um, on, um, other bloggers or, you know, whoever's in your industry, um, you know, finding out 
um, what they've been posting, how they post, how they speak, um, learning about hashtags, um, and thinking more of Instagram as a tool versus, you know, for, you know, somebody else, they're just using it as a, you know, social media to interact with friends and all that look at fashion. Um, but if you're looking at it from a business perspective, you know, doing your, um, research on Instagram, it's such a good tool. Um, and I do have an, um, app that I use, it's called Planoly. That's P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. And you can um, plan out your feed. And I don't plan mine out. I actually post the day before. I kind of like the sporadic. I like it to be in the moment, um, like what I'm going through that day or whatever. So if I see a picture, I'm like, okay, cool. That goes with, with something that I'm doing today. Cool. Or, so, so you plan them out the day before? Is that what you're saying? I do it right, right when I'm about to post. I find the photo. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to okay, write about. Okay, so you're actually posting in real time. Yeah, I need to plan out, but I kind of like being not planning 100%. Sure. But with Planoly, I at least have some ideas in there. So I'll have like my paintings, I'll have quotes, I'll have other images, and I'll pull from there based right. on kind of, you know, what I'm wanting to talk about. I like that. And I kind of do the same thing with Buffer when I'm scheduling posts is okay. I go in and, and I don't do it usually too far in advance. Some of my posts I do because it's just, hey, this is a podcast that used to exist and I'm just kind of throwing it back out there mm-hmm. to try to get try to get more engagement with it. Uh, but that's what I tell anyone who's looking to actually get into using social media as a tool is mm-hmm. you need some kind of planner yeah. to keep, at least keep up with your stock because that's a good thing too is I get a lot of inspiration while I'm looking at other blogs and things like that. And a lot of these tools now, like Buffer has one, I can click one button on the website and it will send it right into my schedule for, you know, to, to be put out later. So I can kind of save anything where I am, any pictures, any websites, uh, any apps, I can save them and it'll send it right over to buffer. And then I can choose what I want to do with it later okay. or quotes or things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really good to schedule stuff like that. Wh- what did you kind of make a plan? The Instagram was going to be your platform or did it just happen that way? Um, but just with all the podcasts that I listen to and all the research, they say to pick one platform and focus on that and build that up. Um, and with everything, with my full-time job and all that, I think it's definitely the way to go, um, to start off with. Um, so yeah, Instagram. And then I do share on my, um, blog page on Facebook. So it's Tessa Machen on Facebook. And then my personal is Tessa M. Machen. Um, I do post on my personal as well. And I actually do have a lot of interaction with that as well. But, um, with Pinterest, I haven't dived in there yet. I do want to, cause that's a great way to monetize, but you know, one thing at a time. So, yeah, I've looked at Pinterest as well and, and it's great. I mean, it, the ability to advertise on there is second to none, at least. Absolutely. As, at least as far as I know, because it seems like, you know, I watch my wife use Pinterest and it seems like the algorithm could probably figure out what to market to you based on the mood you're in right now. Mm-hmm. Cause the things that you're pinning, you know, if you're start if you're pinning angry quotes about men, maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> people who, who yeah. are selling wine in, in, in that moment or, you know, ice cream in that moment might, uh, might want to market to you right that moment. So that's just, it's an interesting way to, you can kind of see someone's mood in the moment and maybe mm-hmm. market to them in real time. Yep. So yeah, Pinterest is interesting, but I also have not, uh, committed any time to it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, I found a really good, um, podcast and I can give you that info if you like, um, post notes with your podcast. Absolutely. I try to put anything we talk about okay. as far as like apps and things like that yeah. in the blog and on the show notes. Yeah, definitely. I'll um, send that to you so you can um, upload it. It was very, very, very good on Pinterest. Very so. cool. So when you picked Instagram as your platform, how did you learn your way around? Did you learn it yourself? Did you take any courses? Um, I've basically taught myself. Um, I've 
literally, I the past year, I have 100% put my 150% myself into my blog and my business and my full-time job. Um, so um, for a while there, literally, I did not leave the my place. Yeah. I, I mean, I just worked all the time. Um, Sundays, always working. Um, I've kind of relaxed a little bit um, because you can't consistently, you know, work like that. But I'm sure, you know, give me some more time and I'll be, you know, right back in it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think that's important for people to understand as well that it's, it's not all flowers and sunshine. Um, and if you want to you know, if you want to be able to get out there and do it yourself and hustle and create your own brand that you have to put in that time, you have to be willing to make those sacrifices. You know, you go to work and you work for eight, nine, 10 hours, then you come home and you work for four or five, six more hours. And then, you know, you come home on Saturday and there's no relaxing, there's even more work. And I'm not saying that you should do all work and no play, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you know, you have to make those sacrifices in order to create, because you're basically working two jobs and only one of them is paying. Yeah. It's a way to think about it. Yeah. And then, um, I think it's part of the process, but, you know, people around you, um, you know, when you're trying to do a full-time job and then something else, it may kind of affect, you know, some of your closer relationships. I think it's part of the process. So just being cautious of that, that's something that I, you know, have experienced. You know, a lot of my girlfriends, I would always say, no, I can't. But I generally wanted to work on my blog. I love my friends and all that and, you know, my close people around me, but, um, was hundred percent into it. Um, and I feel like if you're a hundred percent into something, it's not going to be like, Oh my gosh, I have to do this. Like you're going to be just 100% like, you know, in the moment. Um, and it just like makes you feel so energized. So, yeah. And that's, that's important as well is if you're going to be doing something and you're going to commit yourself to it, you need to be at least a little bit obsessed about it. Absolutely. Because if it's just a hustle. Now, I know some people that can hustle and money is what they're obsessed about. That, that is the end goal. That is the thing they want. And they will literally do anything to get it. And great for them. But for a lot of people, there needs to be some kind of meaning and purpose to the hustle. Mm-hmm. What am I hustling for outside of just having money? Because for most people, if, they, if that's all you're hustling for, it starts to get hard and you don't have that same passion and purpose behind it. And, and it's hard to, to get through, you know, when when shit gets really rough. Yeah. And, and you don't have something you're chasing. It's like, man, I'm just, I'm going to go back to something more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I like that a lot. So I know one of the things that I'm interested in and a lot of people are interested in is, is turning your online presence into money. Like how are you monetizing that? What steps have you taken? Yeah. So I have had a lot of, um, mentors that have helped me, um, kind of coached me along the process. Um, I've actually connected with somebody that I met when I was modeling. Um, I was in Times Square on an ad and he was part of the marketing company that put that up in Times Square. And some, we connected, I feel like at the shoot, um, and we've stayed in touch and he's been a big mentor to me and helping me through the whole process. Um, and we do have plans to do more stuff down the road together. Um, but I've done a lot of research on my own. Um, I'm part of affiliate program called reward style. So you're compensated when somebody buys something that you purchase. So a lot of the things that I'm so passionate about, like all the health products, all that yoga mats that I link and I talk about all the time on my Instagram story, um, that's all linked. So if you want to, um, you know, purchase that, you can, um, people can come to me and I can, you know, um, shoot photos for them. 
and they can use that for their own business. Um, I can help with social media consultation. So whenever I do a blog post for a company, I'm going to teach them how to use the images, the right hashtags and all that. Otherwise, they're going to feel like the partnership is not working. They're like, okay, we didn't get anything out of this. So teaching them how to use the photos, how to use Instagram. Um, and for um, one company that I'm currently working with and we've become very close, I feel like um, – you know, they were already involved with Instagram, but um, they've really just dived in and engaged with um, their audience. And that's the same tool that I use. So the partnership has just been very, very strong. And um, I've generated quite a few, I think, um, you know, revenue for them. Um, so and also I think it's helped a lot of people in the um, long run as well. But yeah, and then um, I do have plans. Um, with um, the paintings, of course, I want to you know showca showcase those more. Um, so doing more events with that, but I do have more um, things in the works with the um, actual images from the paintings, um, and then a lot more plans. So, nice. but everything will eventually is going to come to a point. And right now, it's kind of you know everything's there's multiple things, but everything I in the long run, it's all going to come together. So, so if for someone just starting out on, you know, they're blogging and they've chosen Instagram as their platform as well. What are the just one, two, or maybe even three things, the first, you know, kind of things they should do if they're looking to turn, you know, turn that into a revenue stream? What should they do? Um, I would make sure to do your research. Um, I would definitely do things for free at first while you're building your business, but I, then... Yeah, not to cut you off, I think that's always great advice, and I know I've said it more than once on the podcast, but like, I hate it when I hear someone say that, you know, I'm too good to do something for free. For, yeah, absolutely. They, they've heard these stories that, you know, oh, you need to get paid for your work. And, and while I agree that you do need to get paid for your work, you also need to take an opportunity when it presents itself. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I don't think I will ever be too good to do something for free. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody was to ask me right this second to come and speak to 10,000 people... Yeah, I'm not going to argue over how much I, they're going to pay me to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. I will absolutely quote them a price. But if they say, nah, we'd rather you n you know not pay at all, I'll be like, I I'll still come. Yeah. Because that gives me something I don't have right now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think, not to cut you off, but I think that's great advice. Never be above an opportunity. Now, when you get to a point where you're worth it, don't be afraid to charge either. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And um, I do think once you get to a point you need to at least cover your costs. Um, so, you know, at least asking like, hey, can we, you know, just doing a partnership with them and saying, okay, let's see how this goes. And then, you know, maybe we can increase, you know, going forward. But, um, and then the third thing is be inspired by people, but make sure to kind of stay in your own lane and try and stay as true to yourself as you can. Um, so I feel like that will, um, you know, help you to create amazing content. And then it's actually so fulfilling that you're doing what's true to yourself. So Yeah, I agree there too. And that was a hard part for me is is using your authentic voice when you first get started. Because just growing up, we just it, I was inundated with the message of you have to be careful what you say. Mm -hmm. You you know, you have to be careful what you show people because you're gonna get judged on that and then you won't be able to get a job. And then of course when social media came around and, and there is some truth to that. Be careful. You know, because you see these kids getting in trouble all the time. But as a as a brand of your own, I think that there's a lot less concern now than there than there was before because you're creating your own brand and you all you need to do is resonate with your people. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I've seen it time and again. If you there's, you know, I, I think I mentioned this maybe on every single episode. But there's a blog post called A Thousand True Fans. And the idea is you don't need to impress everyone. You need your 1,000 true fans who, when you put out a product, they're going to buy it. When you put out a show, they're going to listen to it and they're going to tell their friends about it. And that is enough right there that's going to help you build your brand. And you will never need to do anything else again if you can cultivate that rabid fan base. Absolutely. And the way you cultivate that rabid fan base is by being who you are, by speaking your message. If you try to talk to everyone, no one's going to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to be okay just letting you know kind of your own freak flag flag. Fr- I don't know why I tried to say that. That is way too much alliteration. <laughs> at one point, I knew I was going to stumble over that one. Let your flag fly. Um, I'm not even going to try to do three words. <laughs> and but that that's when when I started doing that mm-hmm. and you can almost hear it on the podcast that moment where I was like you know what fuck it like this is me absolutely and I don't give a shit what the people who are going to be upset about this care yeah. you know and, and and that is when I started getting engagement that is when people started messaging me and being like man that really spoke to me like I'm in that same place and, and so I think that it is just one of the most important things for people to, to think about is don't watch YouTube or go on Instagram and see someone else and try to be who they are. You know, you can take some things away from what they're doing and learn your own style, but don't try to be someone else because you will never be them as good as they are them. Mm-hmm. But no one else is also going to be you as good as you can be you. And I mean, I think you're crushing that on Instagram. You're definitely doing good there. Thank so, you. So what's coming next? What's coming like, next? Where are we going? Yeah. So, um, you know, constantly trying to be better, to create better content. So people, you know, I get a lot of questions in DMs. So making sure I'm, you know, writing about things that people are um, asking about. Um, I think now people are really starting to reach out and I'm like, okay. So somebody was like, a guy reached out, was like, Tess, what can I do 15 minutes of planks? Um, So I did a workout video, 15 minutes of planks that they can do. And I'm going to post that, um, on my, um, YouTube, but then I'm going to do like a blog post with it and then it'll be on my feed as well. Um, but next, um, I'm going to be starting to do podcasts actually. Um, yeah, I love hearing people are starting podcasts. Yeah. I'm excited. (laughs) Um, and I, I did an Instagram story over the weekend, but I have so much I want to share. I want to connect people with all these people that I've met. Um, And then also in the meantime, I want to be reaching out to people. It's great networking. um, So I'm learning in the meantime. Um, And then also people are also learning as well Um, and go from there. And I'm super excited. Just another platform. Um, and again, it's all connected. You can find it on, it'll be on testmation.com, um, all the social media buttons and everything. You can be able to click there and listen to everything. Yeah, very cool. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Um, before I let you get out of here, I, I always like to dive a little deep, and I feel like we, we uh, I haven't done it justice on this one yet. Uh, you know, was there anyone in your life that inspired you to, you know, to really, because this is, I mean, what you're doing is scary. It's terrifying because you are putting your, you are literally the brand. And, you know, when you get to a point where this is your only job, it it rises and falls with you. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stress there and responsibility. Was, was there anyone that inspired you throughout your life that gave you the license to be like, I can do this. This is, uh, did you have someone supporting you behind you? Like, I always like to hear the stories of how people, you know, got to where they are. Absolutely. Um, when I was younger, I have always been an entrepreneur. I like would sell like handmade greeting cards door to door, like old 
like use things. I would go door to door and try and sell them. So that part of me has always been there. I hear that so much. I, I tried to it's sell crazy. like walnuts. I tried to rent videotapes. They looked at me like I was crazy. I remember it. I was like, <laughs> why wouldn't they buy for me? Yeah, people used to just give me money. They were like, oh, you're cute. And then I try to give them like, you know, the nuts or whatever I'm selling. And they're <laughs> so like, oh, funny. no, we don't actually need that. We just, yeah, yeah. here, have, have a dollar. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so um, I guess there's not one person. Um, I'm extremely, extremely close to my father, um, but we've gone through our times. Um, so my dad, 100%, but there's been so many people in my life, um, my family, um, friends, guys that I've dated. I mean, teachers, um, my cross-country coach, um, I tried out for the um, honey, what is it? Not Lady Cats. I didn't make it. Um, but doing that and like um, Brandy, the coach, um, she inspired me. There's just so many people um, throughout that have kind of helped um, coach me when I needed some help, even if they're, I don't even think they're aware of it. So Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll hear this and they'll be aware of it. Yeah. And then, you know, a- as you continue the trajectory of your meteoric rise, uh, you can name drop them some more. So yeah, that way they'll absolutely. be like, oh, yeah. Because uh, I mean, teachers, uh, I think it's important that they do hear that, that they hear back from people. I've actually messaged some of my teachers. Uh, Facebook gives us that ability yeah. to be like, oh, wow, that person yeah. still exists somewhere. And, uh, and just been like, hey, thanks for that. Yeah. Because, you know, there's just, there's not, not, not to hate on, you know, any, any teacher in particular, but there's the ones that stick out. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones for that sure. you were like, this person really, really cared yeah. and they made a difference. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's important for them to hear that. Yeah. At least I do. I don't know. I had a um, college professor in, um, in college and he used to call me Britney Spears cause I had my nose pierced. <laughs> and so he was really tough on us, extremely hard. And he's seen everything that I've done and, um, he was extremely proud. And he told me he, in college, he was like, you need to go get your PhD. You write extremely well and all this. I was like, I don't want to do it. But yeah, he was extremely impressed and little does he know how much he like pushed me, even though he he was very, very hard on us, but, um, just his, like the, what he expected of us, I feel like it, you know, definitely pushed me. Yeah. Those are the best. I, uh, you know, I, I, I say it on the podcast and I, I put it out on social media too. Like almost anytime I get a message, I try to put it out there because I want people to know how much that means to me because this is like when you are jumping out into the deep end on your own, it's so important to hear feedback from people that, you know, that your message is resonating with them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always encourage you send me messages. I love it. But send (laughs) Tessa Machen messages as well and let her know how you enjoy this episode. Uh, You can find her at at Tessa Machen on pretty much all social media platforms, Mm -hmm. right? Everything. And then uh, TessaMachen.com. And then also you can find some affiliate stuff from your Instagram, anything you're wearing in your Instagram pictures. Yep. Uh, I know you can link to it on your blog, but you can also find it at like to know.it forward slash Tessa Machen. Yeah. One of the things I haven't gotten from you yet, any books that we should be reading, uh, any you know courses we should be taking? Yeah. Um, so Julie Solomon, um, she has her own podcast, um, but she also has a website and does a masterclass and it's for influencers. And I did one, um, she's based out of LA. So highly recommend that. Um, I was reading the one thing I haven't finished it all the way, but very good book. Um, and I've been kind of on a podcast kick, just haven't had the time to sit down and read a book that much. Um, so I would say on entrepreneur on fire, um, John Lee Dumas. So good. Bringing the heat. Yes. <laughs> Gary, um, Gary V. Yeah. Gary V is, is absolutely. Awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the skinny confidential, I totally respect her. She's, I 
from a business standpoint, I'm just like hats off, girlfriend. Um, so those are really good. Yeah, I, I got to give I got to give a shout out to David Herring. Uh, I know he's going to hear this, but he loves him some Gary V. He's actually <laughs> episode 24 of my podcast. Okay. David was, and uh, it's an amazing episode. Everyone should go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it. But uh, that was one of the first things that kind of got him into like this kind of entrepreneur spirit, like really personal development, because Gary Vee is just so aggressive. Like he doesn't want to hear your bullshit. No, he's like, I uh, appreciate it. Get up and do it. Shut up. Do you know how hard, you know, you know how hard it is for people in other places that don't have what you have? Shut up and do it. He's kind of like your parents, um, you know, the no nonsense, (laughs) like, I don't want to hear your excuses, but he's like kind of endearing as well. Mm -hmm. He, uh, when I saw, I saw him live in Atlanta. And one of the things he asked the crowd, there's probably 10,000 people there. He said, uh, show of hands. He's like, how many of you hated me the first time you heard me? And I mean, I put my hand up because like he was just grating. I'm like, who is this guy to tell me this? And of course, he's like, but how many of you hate me now? He's like, now keep your hands up. Of course, most of the hands went down. Yeah. But that's because he's real. He's got a message. You know, he started out grinding like he, he was the same. He was out selling baseball cards at the mall when he was like 13 because he was trying to make cash. Yeah, he's just out. That's what entrepreneurs yeah. do. They get out there and they figure out a way. They figure out what the market wants and they figure out a way to fill that need. And uh, yeah, so I love that. And obviously, I love JLD. Um, you know, he's got a great podcast. It's one of the first podcasts I listened to when I first got into podcasts a couple of years ago. And I met him at a uh, at podcast movement in August. And it was so weird, like hearing him in person. And the fir- but I'll tell you the thing that really stuck with me was I'm like, man, this guy talks a lot slower than I'm used to. And then I think, well, I listen to all my podcasts on two X. Oh. So, I, yeah. How? I wouldn't be able to keep up. <laughs> it, it's definitely a learning process. Like, like, I, had to, I had to train my brain for it, but that was what I noticed. I'm like, man, he sounds a lot slower in real life. <laughs> um, but yeah, his podcast is amazing. Um, it's definitely a good one if you're looking to learn from entrepreneurs. And it's so good because it's quick. It's like 20, 25-minute episodes. And, and he really knows how to bring the information out. Not that I'm trying to send people away from my podcast, but there are plenty of good podcasts mm-hmm. out there. There's so um, many. But yeah, and I will link uh, Tessa's favorite podcast in the blog and on the show notes as well for you to check out. Any words of wisdom you want to leave us with? Putting you on the spot. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Just make sure, be engaged in your life. Um, Live your life to the potential. Um, When something feels uncomfortable, kind of chase after that. Um, And then it can kind of open up to something that you may have never even thought of. Yeah, I like that. Growth happens in those uncomfortable places. So. Absolutely. All right, you can go to tessamachin.com or at tessamachin on social media. Tessa, thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. thank you so much. All right. All right. All right, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tessa Machen nearly as much as I enjoyed recording it. Tessa is out there. She is the model of the hard work and hustle lifestyle, cranking it out at her day job and then going home on the nights and weekends and doing anything and everything she can to make her vision a reality. And that's something that you can do. So I encourage you to start today. Do something, do anything that is going to get you a little bit closer to where it is you want to be. Motion leads to emotion. So get started now. All right, before I let you go, one quick reminder about the comprehensive podcasting course at Advent Coworking. 
from idea to iTunes, and you're going to get all that delicious podcasting goodness served up in person by yours truly. Whether you already have an idea or you need some help nailing one down, in just four short weeks, I'm going to help you take that idea and launch it on iTunes. So if you're ready to press play on your own podcast, head on over to yourpod.pro to sign up for details. That's yourpod.pro. All right, listeners, I know that your time is your most valuable asset. So I thank you once again for spending just a little bit of that time with me today. Now, until next week, get out there and get after it.